0: Hi, you're listening to the Christina in the Valley Podcast, and I'm your host, Christina Gavin. Today, I'm chatting with one of my good friends, and let's just say this episode's a little bit different than the last episode about being alcohol-free and sober curious. Ella has been one of my close friends for years after we crossed paths at a yoga retreat, and we're talking all the things today. From starting your own business, to finding ways to work out for your mental health and not just how you look, and even what it's like to get divorced in your 20s and have to start the dating game all over. This is definitely an episode you don't want to miss. As always, if you love our chat, please be sure to like and follow so you never miss an episode. The best way to support this podcast is to share with your friends and family on social media. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok and Threads at Christina in the Valley for some exclusive and behind-the-scenes content. Let's get into it. Oh my gosh! Hi, hi. <laughs> I'm so excited. Welcome, uh, welcome to the to the podcast. Thank so. you. How many times have we rescheduled this interview? Probably like five. Probably like five between sickness, between you traveling, me traveling. Life, business opportunities. It's been <laughs> super crazy. I know, but I'm
1: super happy to be here. So thank you for finally making it happen. You know what I was thinking about? How long have we known each other? Well, I think we found ourselves at that yoga retreat in 2017 or 2018. Yeah, it must have been 2018. I just got an email from them actually
0: that they're hosting another retreat. It was so magical. And I wish that I still did. Actually, I have been getting back into yoga.
1: Oh, wow. That's awesome. I have been meaning to.
0: I kind of quit my gym and then I was like, I should probably do something. And so I went back to Core Power and it's been kind of nice, actually.
1: Nice. Are you like over your yoga teacher trauma?
0: I don't I don't think I'll ever be over the yoga teacher <laughs> trauma, to be that's totally fair. honest. That being said... I am like just trying to get any sort of movement and weightlifting has not been working for me. I am going to go back to weightlifting in a few weeks, but at least the yoga has, I'm trying to reconnect, you know, and I got the member or the founding member discount at Core Power because they opened a studio right by my house.
1: Okay. That's convenient. And I'm very
0: jealous. (laughs) And I'm trying to get my boyfriend to go with me. He's like, yeah, I'll totally go with you.
1: That would be cute.
0: I know. It's so weird to say those words, my boyfriend. My boyfriend. How long have you been together? <laughs> we have been together for eight months. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Where, where is the time gone? I don't know. That's insane. We've known each other since October, tw- or uh, not October, since August 2021. And then we started dating October last year.
1: But shit, man, eight months is a long time.
0: Eight months is a long time. I did buy him a Taco Bell gift card specifically for me, but I said that it was for him.
1: That's incredible.
0: Here's your Taco Bell gift card. (laughs) (laughs) I like what you think. Happy Easter. That's the Easter, <laughs> yeah, I put it in his Easter basket. I I made him an I made him an Easter basket with espresso, everything for a tequila espresso martini, Ooh. like a little kit, plus the twenty five dollar Taco Bell gift card. That's awesome
1: and very yeah. thoughtful.
0: Yeah. So, what's <laughs> happening with your dating life? You've had quite the tumultuous few years here.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, where to start? Where do you start? I don't know where you start. Um. <laughs> Maybe we just start in, I have been on and off of the dating apps since I think towards the end of last year is when I got curious about what was happening in that world because I had never been on them previous to that due to the fact that I was in a seven-year relationship with someone that I met in college and then ended up marrying and then divorcing. So um, this is really my first foray ever into the dating world. But as my friends pointed out, hey, you do a lot of women-focused activities, so you don't really have a lot of opportunities to meet men. And I was like, okay, it has happened on the internet for some people, so we might as well check it out. We got to try. And let me tell you, that was, for many reasons, an eye-opening experience. I just feel like I was behind probably, like, where most other people my age were with the dating game and also with using the apps. So I would, you know, see profiles that other people would be like, I mean, no, that's a red flag for sure. And I'd be like, Oh, but I don't know. seems interesting. And then I'd be like, Oh no, that was a Uh, mistake. That was (laughs) a mistake. Uh, I still don't really feel confident navigating like the dating apps and like what people put about themselves and then how that would correlate to how they act or, like talk in person. So I've ended up in some some dates where I'm like, Oh, you weren't lying. But this is not what I pictured. Yeah, it's a game.
0: I mean, people the way that they show up on a dating profile, there are literally like consultants out there who will help you write a dating profile very similar to how you would write a resume. What you're what you're seeing on this, you know, 150 word profile Character, not words. That would be too many. A hundred fifty character <laughs> profile is so, so not. I know, it's so not what you're getting in real life, and and weeding out those red flags is super hard. Like, even if you've been on dating apps for ten years,
1: so it's not just you. Everybody deals okay. with that. Well, I feel better, but I think I was. De- you know, those like reels that have been going around lately of like every man's hinge profile. Yes. I go crazy for food. Tell me more, you know, what I buy for the table. Tequila. Like, you know, in, in the beginning, I was like, hmm, maybe that is a creative answer. I don't know. Uh, it's not. Newsflash. It's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> what about some good experiences? I've had some lovely experiences. I feel like there are a few people I connected with last year that the first, like, a handful of dates that I went on, I was just, like, petrified, like, emotional like physical anxiety it never really ended up going away like i was just scared th- the whole time um but i ended up meeting a couple people who were able to put me at ease and even though they weren't like my long-term partner we did have like several fun dates and then it was also okay when it ended and i think those experiences were really reassuring to me that like okay i can do this like Don't put so much pressure on it. Maybe you'll just have like a fun night with somebody and then that's fine. Or you'll have a friend. 100%. That's something I talk about with my mom too. And
0: I was listening to Tinks on another podcast talking about dating to marry. While dating to marry is a great concept and that really works for a lot of people I think that when you're dating, you're finding out what you want in someone, what you don't want in someone, and you're going to learn so much about yourself from every date that you go on, good or bad. So as you said, you met people who really put you at ease, and it's okay to have one or two dates with someone, really great dates even, and for them not to be the right person. There's nothing wrong with that. And then
1: the bad dates make for really good stories, It's true. It's true. They do. And I think what's really interesting to me is like, I never like growing up, I never pictured myself as someone who would get married very young. Like I always pictured myself as probably being like one of the later Mm -hmm. people in my friend groups to get married. Same. I always pictured that I would have like, probably a handful of dating experiences and I would be worldly and wise and maybe live abroad. And, uh, that was always what I pictured for myself. And so then to sort of go down a path that wasn't that really got thrown for a loop. And especially in terms of like the whole, what you just said, like dating to marry thing of like, oh shit. Well, if you date someone, maybe you will marry them and then your whole life and your life perspective will change. And so that's super scary having that as like a pressure or something on your mind when you're getting back into it or into it at all. Did you know when you were engaged that it might not be the right thing to get married? As much as it is painful to say this, like, yes, absolutely. I talked a lot with my therapist about this. And she sort of reassured me that like, you know, she would repair it back to me what I had been saying to her, which is just like, you know that this may not last forever, but this is something that you need to like follow all the way through to the end. And we don't know when that will be and we don't know what it'll look like. And so put in the effort that you need to, to um, make sure that when you make that decision, it's the right one for you and that you've come to the conclusion that you need to about this relationship. I could not
0: agree Maybe I should have been a therapist. No, no, no. I would not have been good. (laughs) I I can't agree more with that. There's the saying, some people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And I think Mm -hmm. that you had to go through everything that you went through with your marriage. And at the time, it was what you needed. And you couldn't be where you are today without going through that, albeit incredibly painful and expensive
1: Yes, um, expensive, but luckily it was an elopement and not like a, you know, a large gathering. But you know, having that money would be nice today. Great uh, photos, though. The photos <laughs> were real gorgeous. You know, I I regret nothing about my wedding. Like, I, it was everything that I wanted it to be. And also, as you mentioned, I wouldn't be here today without going through that experience. And I think a lot of the things that I learned And this also came from like professional experiences that I've had in this time. I used to think that I was right about everything and I had like a perfect, you know, life formula and like life path figured out. And it was really easy for me to judge people who weren't doing the same thing. Like, oh, why is that person like deciding to work part time right now or live at home or why aren't they negotiating for uh, a different position or why aren't they leaving a job or why are they still with that fucking loser I think going through this has really humbled me in terms of the only people who really know what's happening in a relationship are the people in it. And I've told this to a few friends since then where in my friend group, we had a friend that we weren't particularly fond of their partner and a few friends made it known. Um, And I just felt in that moment that I needed to pipe up and be like, but if you need to go through whatever you need to go through in this relationship, um, and you need to see it through to some sort of end, then I completely get that. And also, none of us see the moments, like the small moments, the tender moments, the those things. Um, we only see the big things that are negative. Yeah, it's made me far more humble and a lot less judgmental of people and their situations. Man, I feel that so much. There's been a few
0: times where I've strongly disliked my Friends, partners, and what you get in a friend in me is that I will stand by you no matter what. I don't know what your relationships looks relationship looks like behind closed doors, no matter how much you tell me. And if that doesn't work out, you don't have a friend, and then you don't
1: have a partner. And like, how are you supposed to get through that? That's so ridiculous. I made a number of questionable decisions, and some of which people told me were happening, and some of which I just didn't open up to people because. I didn't want to tell them for fear of losing them as a friend or something like that, or you know just being embarrassed about what I was up to absolutely and I, I it's definitely taught me the value of friends like that and to be more like that.
0: Do you feel like you have more fear when it comes to dating
1: now or less fear now that you've already been married i have i think less fear because I think, as I was mentioning before, like I never pictured myself getting married young i also- I always pictured myself exploring the world, exploring people, exploring, you know, different jobs, different things like that. And I think getting married sort of gave myself permission to be like, okay, well, I tried that. And now I know what I'm looking for. And I'm in no rush to find it. So I think it really gave me permission to slow down. It gave me permission to not put so much pressure on dating. That's good. Do you have a favorite dating app right now? I have actually been seeing somebody for... A handful of weeks. It's it, nothing official, but I have recently okay. deleted the app that's designed to be deleted. Did we meet this person off of the app that's designed to be deleted? We did indeed. Um wow. It's kind of a funny story. So I had been like kind of seeing somebody earlier in the year and it was a rough one to get over for me. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to be traveling a lot. Let's just open up this app again. We'll see what's out there for me. And I'm going to set my radius really small because this person, from my experience, has to live in Tacoma because no one in Seattle is going to be willing to drive down to see me. So let's just see what's around. And I even paid for a month of the like uh, super plus subscription because you can filter by nearby. I met several people. I had like several potential dates lined up i met this guy who actually lives in the building right next to mine which is like the best like the, the best but could be the worst it's a, it's not my building so okay. that would be the worst okay the building it's, next to my building got the it. best sure yeah it's it's like it's like down the way like fine. i don't know, yeah it's fine randomly one night he was like hey, what are you up to? And I was like, oh, I'm out to dinner. And he was like, oh, dang, like you beat me to it. I was going to ask you out for dinner. And I was like, oh, well, you know, like when I get back, we could walk and get like a drink somewhere, which is great because there's tons of places you can walk from our apartments. We did. We did do that. It was very nice. And that date was like the first date that I wasn't nervous on. And I don't know whether it was the person or a combination of also just like it was so last minute and I was coming from a dinner. I like didn't have time to panic about it. I was just like, oh, Mm -hmm. it's happening. Yeah. And another thing is I took him to a bar where my friend works and I told my friend, I was like, hey, I'm bringing someone from the internet. And so I felt more at ease because I knew my friend was there watching over me. Wow. So you deleted the apps. How do you feel now that you've deleted the apps? I feel good. Yeah, I don't know. It's so I think I was telling you, and I was also asking you and I was also soliciting advice from quite a few people because I was like, I don't really know how like things are supposed to start. Like if something is going to be more long term, I don't know what that starts like, because for me, it's only ever happened once. And it was like, quickly. And he was incredibly charming and outgoing. And this Person is not that, and so obviously, I'm working through all of my you know wonderful little treasures that have come with me, and I think that that was one of them because the people that I find myself the most drawn to are people who are like the center of attention, the life of the party, super outgoing, super funny that has not worked out well for me uh this person was not that way, and so me, like learning more about them and uncovering more about them, was very slow. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to, I think, really think about it as like a viable option. I like talked to a bunch of other ladies out there and they were like, oh, no. In the beginning, I felt the same way about my husband. And now I feel like the luckiest woman in in the world. And I was like, oh,
0: okay." No, literally.
1: Yeah. (laughs) The
0: slow burn is where it's at. And the getting to know the person, because that's what happened in my situation. Like we were friends for a really long time. To this day, if you ask him when our first date is, we have differing opinions. We have agreed on when our first date was, but he, every time was like, yeah, no, that was a date. I'm like, that was not a date. It was like, not a date. That was dinner. He's like, I paid for your dinner. I paid for our drinks. We went to a nice dinner. Yeah, I have a lot of male friends who also <laughs> would take me to dinner and pay for my drinks. <laughs> How am I supposed to know that this is any different? And he said, well, I offered to walk you to your car. I said, yeah, I, did. I didn't I did hear that. I didn't pick up on that. But I thought that was just like a gentlemanly thing to do. Right, like
1: the right thing to do.
0: The right thing to do. And so I remember calling Claire in the car on the way home being like, right. Right. So, hmm, was this a date? (laughs) I think it was. I think this was a date. And now we've been together for eight months and we do everything together. So it's, it's quite funny. And I was thinking back to my last relationship where the fire was so hot, like it burned the flame of a thousand suns. Yeah. And I don't have that in this relationship and sometimes I'm like, hmm, I'm kind of bored. You know, maybe I should stir the pot, cause some drama. <laughs> yeah, I am working through that in therapy. We I, yeah. we have discussed it. And I think it's people, it, it's talked about a lot where the safety and security you're going to feel in the right relationship for someone or people like us where we've always grown up in this constant state of stress, it almost feels like something's wrong Yes. Nothing's on fire. You don't need nope. to solve anything. Mm-hmm. Things are really healthy. There's healthy communication. There's not fighting. And so I constantly look at him and I'm like, are we going to fight? I'm like, when is the other shoe going to drop? No, exactly.
1: When's that going to come?
0: And that's the other thing is I I don't know if you are dealing with this, but I live in a kind of like a constant state of fear that something is going to happen.
1: I, yeah, I do too. I think like what you were saying of just like, you know, being in other relationships and or even situationships or whatever, where just like your feelings are so strong or and they come out the gate that way or there's games being played and you have to figure out how to play them back. The fact that this guy, like literally the whole time, he told me the other day that he dated, he deleted Hinge after our first date because he knew he would be interested in anyone else. And I was like, no, I feel bad, but I had to get there. He's just like from the very beginning been like, wow, I think that you're really cool. I think that you're really nice. I think that you're a good person. I think that what you do is interesting. And I'm like, what? Me? What? What's that? That's so weird. Are you talking about me? You must be talking about someone else. I don't think so. (laughs) And also, I'm like, how boring. But also, that's so nice.
0: Yeah, safety and security is so boring.
1: Yeah, but amazing. I don't know. My like... Uh, I was talking to my coworker who has been married for quite a while, and sh- she has a baby on the way. And she was like, "Yeah, when I first started dating my husband, like he was way more into me than I was into him. Not to say that I wasn't into him, but just like he was way more all about it. And now that like we're married and we're this far into things, I feel like I won the lottery. And like, what the fuck is he doing with me? <laughs> no, I feel that.
0: I yeah. feel that one." <laughs> I think about that all the time. Yeah.
1: Do it's, you? What, it's like imposter syndrome, but for personal relationships.
0: No, that's so real. I don't like that. Well, what's here's what's funny about that, though, is that you and I are both very successful, smart, intelligent, beautiful women. Why do we have imposter syndrome? <laughs> I don't know. I have cause, it. Because our brains are fucked. I definitely have it. I know I'm really great. Not to toot my own horn, but I know that I'm smart and well, smart and intelligent are the same thing. I can blame it on the DayQuil for that. Uh, I'm a great cook and I have all these things to offer. But then when someone actually wanted to date me, I just thought, why? Or after I got really sick in January, I had the flu and he had to take care of me. And I was like, you still like me after seeing me in my absolute worst of worst? He's like, yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I was like, that's so odd. And also lovely. No, I I think for me, there's an added level with getting divorced and having a long-term relationship kind of fall apart over a number of years, not thinking that I'm good enough in many ways. Because like you said, like I know I'm a good cook. I know I'm successful. I know I'm independent. I know I'm smart. I know I have a lot to offer as a partner, but I also know... I have a lot of insecurities about myself and about like how that relationship fell apart that I'm obviously still carrying with me. And so I do think that a lot of times that's what leads to the like imposter syndrome, like, or am I deserving of this?
0: Yeah, we can only see new experiences through our past experiences. And so everything that happened in your marriage, unfortunately, you'll carry through with you to every relationship and doing the work and going to therapy and doing all that self-work is so important to be able to recognize maybe you're triggered by something that's actually really healthy, but because it wasn't healthy in your previous relationships, now it feels wrong, which is what's been happening to me. And it takes doing the work to actually get to that point of being like, hmm, wait, that actually should be something that's normal. And yet I'm feeling really uncomfortable with it or really stressed or really triggered.
1: And that's so hard. Totally. And it, and then I I also think like when that happens, being able to communicate like I'm feeling like something is not quite right and I'm having a reaction about it, but I don't know what it is. So I'm just going to just put it out there that this is happening. And like when I figure it out, we can talk about it, but I don't have the answer right now.
0: Do you feel like your trust in yourself, given that your marriage didn't work out, has gotten better? You have more faith in yourself and your decisions now? Or it kind of took a little tumble after your marriage?
1: I guess I would say on the whole, I'm more confident. I think I'm more confident because I have a lot more information now. Yeah. Like, I think I was blindly confident for a while. And that's a different kind of confidence. I think now... I have more tools in my toolbox. I have more experiences to learn from. I do think I question myself less, but that's definitely not to say that I don't question myself at all. Well, I think everybody questions themselves, but some people,
0: they can't even make decisions because they have no faith, their trust in themselves.
1: If I had one more thing to say, just on like relationships, especially if you are in a long-term relationship that you, you know something's maybe not quite right, I think the most powerful thing for me was like, even if it's uncomfortable and even if it's embarrassing, like opening up to your friends and being like, have you ever felt like this or have you Mm -hmm. ever do have you ever had an experience like this? And even if it's like an uncomfortable topic, open up to someone that you're close to, because that is when I started to realize like, uh oh, a lot of people have had similar experiences and things have ended not so well. Or they, I just found comfort and groundedness in knowing that other people had been through it too, and I thought I was the only one going through something like that. So the most game-changing thing for me was just opening up to other people about really uncomfortable topics and getting a good sense of perspective.
0: And I feel therapy is great. I highly recommend everybody goes to therapy, even if you think nothing is wrong with you. but. It's important to get other people's perspectives and opinions from and I do want to call out from people that you trust. I I do not recommend opening up to someone who is maybe a new friend or someone who you've had a history of, you know, maybe they are judgmental towards you or have judged you for things you've said or done in the past. That's not healthy. But if you find someone who you can open up to and they can give their shared experience or maybe they know someone who's, who's kind of gone through something. And, of course, take it with a grain of salt because, as we talked about, they don't know explicitly what you're going through, but they might have been through something similar. Definitely. We've talked a lot about dating. We've talked a lot about love. The other facet of your life is all of your work, creative entrepreneurial spirit things. I actually don't even know what you're doing for work right now.
1: Yeah, we're definitely one of those memes. If you ask me what my friend's job is, could not tell you. Couldn't tell you. Yep, I was hired for a job that I'm pretty sure there's only one of in the entire industry that I'm in, which is a educational technical writer for a wine supply brand. So like our company sells wineries, things they need to make wine. And when I was hired, we had a marketing team of people who were educated in marketing, but they weren't technically educated. So they were putting out stuff that was just like a little bit wrong. Um, but like, as far as they knew, it was accurate. So I got hired to sort of beef up the like accuracy of our marketing materials and then also work a lot with like, our technical experts to write articles and things that were accessible to a wider, like more less educated audience. Now I managed the whole marketing department for my company, and I just rehired someone to replace me in that job. But I'm having a hard time letting it go because that's my baby and like I've crafted the company voice. And so now I have to let it go to someone else. Wow. Talk about climbing the corporate ladder. Look at you go. I've had Two promotions since I've been there, and I've increased my salary by 40% since starting.
0: So, um, heck yeah. Yes. We love to hear that. You and I talk about money all the time because yes. it's something that's not talked about often enough. I nope. have not increased my salary to where I want it to be, but that's okay. That's, <laughs> that. I've gained other benefits in my job. Perfect. So, oh, it's so interesting. It's, you're climbing the corporate ladder. And you're also dating, and you just had a baby named Faff Wine.
1: Yes. <laughs> Actually, that's my second baby. You uh, have yeah, you're a mother of two. I know. Faf Wine, which you were obviously instrumental in the beginning stages of what got me into that, was a wine label that I started with an Instagram influencer. We are business partners and equal partners in this wine label and our agreement is I'm in charge of the wine production um, so I uh, make slash find the wine I uh, get it bottled produced shipped out labeled compliance all that stuff and then uh, all the marketing promotion um, all of that is on her so I am very happy with that because without her I would just be calling up my friends all the time like Do you want to buy some wine I have too much <laughs> And the
0: first shipment, the first bottle, I call—I'm calling them seasons, like season oh, one. Sure, yeah, I like was, that. which I love. I bought three bottles of, was
1: the bubbly rosé. We made a sparkling rosé, and um, so Sam, my business partner, she has done uh, a variety of like merch launches that have different sayings on them um, that are near and dear to her, and. One that she has been saying for a while is when in doubt, bubbles, which is her referencing food pairings. So like if you don't know what to pair something with, bubbles. Um, and so we thought that would be the perfect like wine to kick off our wine label with because it'd be super food friendly, very versatile. And my like philosophy in terms of the flavor profile of FAF wine is very unoffensive. Like mm-hmm. I want no one to be able to find like a huge flaw with it. It may not be someone's like favoriteest wine in the world, but I just want it to be super crowd pleasing, easy drinking wine. What has it been like to
0: balance that with dating with your job with caretaking things that you may have going on?
1: The biggest lift was last spring. It was so difficult because at the time that we conceived of the idea of FAF, I was still married. Starting a business is a lot of trials and tribulations. And also it's a lot of time. And right. it's a lot of time talking to your business partner and all of that. I didn't have a supportive partner in that endeavor. And so that was really hard personally uh, because it was sort of like, why are you working so late? Like, what are you doing? Like, And I don't necessarily know that he had taken my business seriously, that was very difficult. And then we finally figured out all of the like legal things that we needed to have in place to launch the wine. And I went down to Arizona to have the photo shoot to launch the wine. And it was that week I was sitting in my business partner's like front patio on the phone with my therapist, like having the phone call of like, Okay so you're going to ask for the divorce on this day blah 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 so i had just done the photo shoot for my wine i had tried my wine for the first time i had shared it with other people for the first time and my life is like actively falling apart so i think that was just the timing of everything was horrific but now that it's been up and running this this last production was quite a bit easier. Although while traveling and trying to launch a wine, there are a little, there are some some things that come up with that. It is interesting that so many,
0: so often you'll have one aspect of your life going really, really well. And then you'll have this other aspect. You know, maybe in your case, you're launching this wine business, which we've talked about for years and you've been so excited about. And I remember we were sitting in the backyard of my parents' house talking, well, you know, maybe I should launch a wine. I'm like, yeah, you should. Let's do it. I'll photograph it. (laughs) And then all while dealing with kind of a failing marriage. And then for me, it's like a very similar, but opposite. I have a, a very, very healthy relationship, but maybe I'm not, I'm taking on too much at work or I'm having more issues at work or I have a really successful relationship, but I'm dealing with a lot of health concerns with my parents or with my family. And so there's always this, you live in like a, a dichotomy or a duality of, well, this is going really, really well. And I'm really excited and happy for this, but I can't be too excited and I can't get too ahead of myself because this could also fall
1: apart at any moment. And that's so stressful. I absolutely feel like this definitely relates back to what we were talking about before of just like, when's the other shoe going to drop? Yeah. Uh, You know, like, well, one thing has to be going wrong. I think that is the absolute hardest part about life and like jumping headfirst into anything, which I think is not the only way to be successful in anything, but it is a way to be successful in anything, uh, which is a level of, Thoughtful risk taking. Um, And you really can't do that when you're paralyzed by fear. It's a really hard thing to balance all of those feelings at once. And so many
0: people are paralyzed by fear. I know that creating this wine brand for you, there was a lot of intention that came behind it. And even doing this podcast for me, it's something I wanted to do for so long, but just uh, something about like taking the leap to actually do it and to commit. You know what it is? It's that. I have faith in myself, but it's scary to like bet on yourself, which Absolutely. is what you and I kind of have both done. Yours has a little bit more monetary implications <laughs> than
1: mine does at this stage. But season yeah. two is going well. Yeah. And, you know, so like I made the decision if I lose this investment, yes, I will be very sad. However, if I lose every single penny, like I will be fine. And so I think that was probably the best way to go into it because putting pressure on a new business relationship that's also a friendship in, you know, a way that you know, if the if the money had been make it or break it for either of us, I think that would have been a lot more contentious and maybe not turned out as well. But I'm very happy to say that our we made our money back and more with the first wine. So that's pretty incredible that like we were able to be profitable with the first one. Now this wine is like completely paid for itself. So we don't we're not investing in the business any longer.
0: That's incredible. What advice do you have for someone who's maybe thinking about trusting in themselves and taking that leap of faith in a business endeavor or a podcast or whatever it is that's their creative spirit calling them to do? Because you just did
1: it. You jumped in. Yeah. You said, I'm going to do this. I think there was there's a few pieces of advice I have. One, make sure that you're making a financially sound decision. For me, um, something that's very powerful i read in a book that my friend let me borrow many years ago it's called big magic by elizabeth gilbert definitely one of those amazing self help books that many of us have read she was talking about when she was pursuing writing like don't quit your day job because don't put all of your don't put all of your financial life pressures on your creative pursuit because then your creative pursuit stop start, like starts to be a burden to you yep. or can become less interesting. While I'm not saying, like, you know, never fully depend on your creative pursuits, I think it's important when starting something like that, don't quit your day job or don't quit a day job. Just keep some of your spark and your passion for your creative pursuit and allow it to still be there. And then I think the other thing is pressure test your ideas. So reach out to your friends and people that you care about. And sort of say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. And of course, some people will be supportive. Some people will not be supportive. Some people will have good questions for you. Some people will have bad questions for you. Uh, This was something I learned about in a leadership course that my work just put me through of soliciting feedback to pressure test an idea. So, like, And that doesn't mean that the idea might be bad, but it's also pressure testing you against criticism you may receive for the idea in a more controlled environment. So just making sure on a smaller scale that you're ready to approach the pursuit and then also getting criticisms or maybe realizing things that you hadn't thought about yet. Thinking
0: about what I would tell someone to do is the financial piece is super important. In my case, it was low cost of entry because a lot of these tools are free to start a podcast. It was really getting clear about the why of doing something. So I'm recording this podcast on June 15th. Three days ago, I went to my Instagram and I said, I'm taking a mid-season break so that I can catch up on recording some episodes just because I've been sick. And there's been a lot of things that have come up and my partner graduated from grad school and I want to focus on that. And so it was so scary to do that. And I was thinking, okay, well, what's the why of why I'm doing this podcast? It's because I want to share my story. I want others to hear that they're not alone in what they're experiencing. And so it's okay to take a break if it means you're going to put out more quality of something. So that being said, understand your why and then turn back to that why when things get tough. If things are tough financially or you know maybe if you're in a business partner relationship, there's contention or, uh, tension and issues between you guys understand and be able to come back to that. Why
1: I really hate when people say, "Just jump in, just do it, just trust yourself. Like it'll be amazing." I just don't feel like that is good. At well, I do think it is part of the advice. Obviously, you do have to do all those things, but I don't think it's like actionable or tangible yeah. or helpful. So I, I really hate it when people give that advice for like starting a business, becoming an actor, following a creative pursuit.
0: Well, and the thing with that is it's so incredibly broad. If if you say to someone, start a podcast, right? Start a wine label. What's your first step? And so trust
1: yourself. Trust jump
0: yourself. Jump. Jump feet first. <laughs> to me, what's what what's that? What that's gonna do to me is make me lay on the floor. For sure. And have analysis paralysis. Well, do I get a microphone first? Do I start recording first? Do I have to get a website? Like all these different things. And it's just BS. Yeah. (laughs) The analysis paralysis is so ridiculous. Last piece of advice on dating, on building a business, on climbing the corporate ladder. What would you tell your 20-year-old self knowing what you know now on any of the topics? I love asking this question to end our episodes.
1: And it can be silly. It doesn't have to be serious. I think I would just tell my 20-year-old self, it's all going to be okay. It is all going to be okay. Because I think that I was so worried about what's my next step. How, what, what are my next five steps? What's my plan for my relationship? What's my plan for, am I going to have a family? What's my plan for my job and my career? I've learned now over the course of the time since then, staying open and flexible to what life may bring is more beneficial than having a plan at all. It It is all going to be okay. And it might not look how you planned it or even how you want it to but it's all gonna be okay well i
0: think that's the perfect place to end thank you ella for coming on the podcast talking about your dating life your career your two babies if you want to (laughs) uh get a hold of baby number two the link to join
1: they have to be in the wine club right They do right now, but not for long. We're releasing to the public very shortly. But yes, we'll include the link. And uh, probably by the time this is out, it's available to everybody. Yes. And I highly recommend, cannot recommend enough, obviously,
0: drink in moderation. We'll also include the link to The Big Magic Book, which is one of my favorite books and a great self-help insight to your life type of thing. And thank you. This was so fun and so nice.
1: So good to see you.
0: Thank you again to Ella for joining me on this episode of Christina in the Valley. It can be incredibly scary and daunting to share such a vulnerable story about getting divorced all while climbing the corporate ladder and starting her own business, but she does it with such grace and beauty. If you'd like to support a small women-run business, you can find the link to purchase Faf Wine in the show notes. Of course, drink with moderation. If you loved our chat, please be sure to tag me on socials, leave a review, drop a like, and last but not least, subscribe so you never miss an episode with future guests. The best way to support this podcast is to share with all your friends and family. For exclusive behind-the-scenes content, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Christina in the Valley. See you soon.